Welcome to The Rock Bite, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. This is an outdoor podcast that aims for the head. I'm Colin True, and today we're winding the clock back a year. This past Wednesday, December 20th, was the one-year anniversary of the launch of The Rock Bite. Now, this show has far exceeded the plans we had for it when it launched last year. And to celebrate the more than 130 podcast episodes we created in 2023, as well as all of the new listeners who, you know, maybe haven't made it back through the back catalog of episodes to get back to December of 2022. Over the next week, I'm going to take some of the original Rock Fight episodes, play them for you. And after each one, I'll offer a little bit of commentary on the origin of the topic. But first, hey, you want to contact us here at The Rock Fight? Well, there are multiple ways to do so. You can start by sending an email to myrockfight at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on socials. The Rock Fight is on Instagram threads and TikTok. The handle at all three places, at underscore rockfight underscore. Send your messages on this episode, thoughts on other episodes, or any other outdoorsy topic you'd like to hear covered. All right, let's get this show started. First up is our first episode ever. Ski resorts are not outdoor. Ski resorts not outdoor? How could that be the case? Well, let's see what kind of rocks were thrown on the first ever episode of The Rock Fight. The past 40 years have evolved to the point where most people consider activities done out of the house as outdoor. Or more simply, if it's outside, it's outdoor. Lines have blurred and the hardcore has softened. And for the most part, that's a good thing. But to longtime veterans of outdoor sports, spotting something that we consider outdoor is a lot like spotting porn. We know it when we see it. New activities like swim running may try to prove their outdoor worth, but our bullshit detectors are finely tuned. We know what is and isn't outdoor. And while it may seem sacrilegious to disparage the sport that no doubt led many of you listening to this to become outdoorsy yourselves, resort skiing, it's just the worst. Strapping sticks to one's feet to traverse the snow is as ancient as it is special. It's been around for centuries in various forms, serving as a mode of transportation, before becoming the neutered version of the activity that you find today on hills around the world. If you've ever gone backcountry skiing, you've spiritually gotten in touch with your ski-bound ancestors, and you know the absolute wonder that skiing or splitboarding can provide. Climbing uphill to explore snow-filled forests, earning turns on empty terrain, and searching for stashes of powder is one of the great joys one can discover in the backcountry. But most people who ski or snowboard will never know this. For them, the only experience they'll ever have will be a curated affair at a resort. That's the root of my beef, because resort skiing is now seen as any other outdoor activity. YouTube is littered with homemade videos of people hooting and hollering on ski lifts and incredibly well-made short films deifying ski resorts as a bastion of life in the mountains. And before I go any further, let me tell you, I love skiing at a resort, and I believe it has a place in our outdoorsy lifestyle. I got to spend four years living in a ski town, and those were, hands down, the best four winters of my life. You catch the right place on the right day, and it's impossible not to have fun. But there are several reasons why ski resorts are, without question, not part of the spectrum of outdoor adventure sports. Firstly, lift lines. More times than not, skiing at a resort involves the single most horrible thing anyone ever has to do, and something that should never be required when pursuing fun outdoorsy activities. Waiting in line. The only time waiting in line should be part of a day outdoors is waiting for a beer when the bar is a little crowded after you just got done proving your worth on the trail. 
Second, and I'm inspired by one of the great characters in the history of cinema, Randall Graves, when he astutely said to his co-worker Dante Hicks, This job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers. After you've wasted your time with all of those people in the lift line, you now have to deal with them on the actual ski runs. And unless you know a mountain inside and out, i.e. you're a local with a season pass, you better have your head on a swivel because that helmet you're wearing is there to protect you from other skiers more than anything Mother Nature can throw at you. Lastly, and most egregiously, you have to pay through your nose to go. Beyond acquiring the tools of the trade, I resent any activity that costs money. And in this regard, resort skiing is no different or better than slapping on some khakis and dedicating yourself to the game of golf. If I drop $900 on a surfboard, or $3,500 on a mountain bike, or hell, even $120 on a pair of trail runners, I've paid my entrance fee, and the waves and miles are all free. Resort skiing is the most successful attempt at monetizing the outdoors that we've ever seen, and most of our community is down to support it. There is a significant population of outdoorsy-minded individuals who still view mountain biking in wilderness areas as a deal-breaker. But hey, we're all okay with cutting down chunks of forests and setting up ski lifts that run off climate change accelerating fossil fuels. No big deal. <sighs> Guys, resort skiing just isn't outdoor. Backcountry skiing is outdoor. Kayaking is outdoor. Mountain biking is outdoor. Surfing is outdoor. Hiking, backpacking, trail running, all outdoor. Those activities encourage you to acquire gear and skill and go deep into the backcountry using different modes of transportation to see the best of what nature has to offer. Resort skiing is an amusement park ride masquerading as an outdoor sport. And you know, rides at a theme park? They're a ton of fun, but they're a distraction. You don't learn anything from going on them. Resort skiing is a fun, expensive day outside. On the best days, you get to run laps of deep powder, hopefully with good friends, eat high-calorie food on the mountain, and drink high-calorie beer when the lifts close. That's a damn good time. But it is not outdoor. And I'll throw rocks at anyone who disagrees with me. So I've been pretty transparent about my personal overall lack of enthusiasm for skiing as an outdoor enthusiast. We all have our favorites when it comes to the outdoor activities we like to do. And as you get older you realize the greatest currency we have, and it's a cliche, but it's true, is time. And so if you're smart, you choose wisely in how you spend that currency. So it really boils down to this. If I don't get to go mountain biking or surfing, it bums me out. If I were to go whole winters in a row without skiing, I wouldn't really give it a second thought. Now that doesn't mean I don't like to ski. Like I said in the first ever episode of The Rock Fight, skiing is super fun. I've just never connected with it the way I've connected with other outdoor activities. And I know that probably for a lot of you listening, the opposite is true. And your identity as an outdoorsy individual is centered around skiing, and that's totally cool. But even if skiing was my all-time favorite thing to do, even when I lived in Park City and skied multiple times a week, I always looked at resort skiing as not a true outdoor activity, but more of a cheat code to a fun outdoor thing to do in the mountains. And I'm sorry if you call yourself an enthusiast of human-powered outdoor activities and riding lifts is number one in your heart, I'm just going to call bullshit. Because if ski resorts were ripped away from you, what then? Resort skiers rely on an infrastructure that just can't be created by regular folks. Trails can be made by pretty much anyone, but the average trail builder can't erect a ski lift. And hey, if you're a hardcore resort skier who also skis in the backcountry and does all sorts of other outdoorsy stuff but just really likes hitting the resort as much as possible during the winter, I don't think you should be offended by my assertion. 
I think I can probably hear you nodding along with what I'm saying when you're thinking about all of those posers at your favorite resort. Now look, is it wrong of me to throw up gatekeeping qualifiers on who can be in the outdoor club? Yeah, probably. But while anyone can and should learn the magical secret of how going into the woods can positively impact your life, the cost to learning that secret is a little bit of effort in overcoming the fear of the unknown. Wondering if you can hike three miles to the top of that mountain. Learning how to safely cross avalanche-prone terrain. Purling a few dozen times or going downhill over that rock garden that has a drop. Knowing that you are self-reliant to get yourself back to the car, that your body has to carry you through what you set out to do, and that there's no infrastructure in place to help you if something goes wrong. Oh, and you didn't have to pay or wait in line to do any of it. So yeah, this was our first episode. Come back next week as I rerun and talk about one of the biggest episodes in the history of the show, the episode that really put the rock flight on the map. Mountain bike suspension is pointless. But that's it for today. The Rock Flight is a production of Rock Flight LLC. I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening. Hope you are enjoying your holiday season and here to take us out is Krista Makes from Less Than Jake with the Rock Flight Fight Song. We'll see you next time, Rock Fighters. Rock Fight!